Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But we've got some huge news, guys. All-star squads have been named. Every single year, it just gets better and better, in my opinion, in regards to the excitement around all-stars. we found the right formula. Do not change it. I love it. Now, it is a little bit disappointing that some players have been unable to be selected due to injury, all that kind of stuff. But there's still some absolutely absolute superstars. And again, the good thing is, is because they're playing for their cultures, Whoever you put that jersey in, it's almost a really good way to unearth stars because they're, they're playing, they're so passionate about what they're playing for. I mean, was it Selwyn Cobbo that had a really good game last, last mm. year and kind of burst onto the scene? Uh, but anyway, these are the squads that have been named for All-Stars, which is, guys, don't get too excited. Actually, can you boys smell that? <laughs> Smells like fucking footy season. Yeah. Hey? The beak's already... My beak's already in round one. Um, So anyway, the the squads are next week. So not this week, guys. So take the misses out, boys. Spoiler this weekend. Spoiler the whole week. I mean, spoiler all the time, but this week, let her know you love her. Take her out. (laughs) Treat her well. Treat her well. Because she does you a favour by leaving you alone to watch the footy. You do her a favour by taking her out and treating her nice. Because the footy is back next week. Uh, we've got Josh Adokar, Bailey Butler, Selwyn Cobbo, uh, Tyrell Fuimayono, Jermaine Hopgood, Nico Hines, Ryan James, Josh Kerr, Ezra Mam, Latrell Mitchell, uh, Shaq Mitchell, Kieran Mo- Mosley, Brent Naden, Tyrone Peachy, Tyrell Sloan, Chris Smith, Will Smith, Jermaine Tanua Brown, Cody Walker, Jackie Whiten. Boys, what do we think about that squad? Yeah, it's an interesting side. I mean, the back line... It's just about as good as you can get as far as back lines go. Uh, I'm really excited to see, once again, Nico Hines and Cody Walker. Forward packs, a little bit light. Mm. It's no doubt in that. But as you said, mate, uh, anyone that gets to throw on these jerseys, they're just going to go to mm. a new level. So we'll go through the other squad very soon. But it's definitely one's got a superstar back line. Other one's got a superstar forward pack. It's yeah. going to be great. It's, it's so interesting to see that, like, I guess, uh, yin and yang kind of between the two squads. Yourself, Timmy, thoughts? Yeah, touching on similar what you mentioned there and just the, the strength of the Maori forward pack and the strength of the, the back line of the Indigenous All-Stars team. 
I'm really interested interested to see how this plays out in terms of we, we refer we have this cliche every time we're talking about footy and no matter how good a backline is if they don't have the forward pack dominating and winning the middle winning the ruck there's not a lot they can do no matter how all star it is mm. and this game is going to be a really good reflection of that so my my gut feel without jumping the gun and going to results it's that you know probably the dominance of the Maori forward pack might be too good for them but if they can just match them even get close to them in the middle of the park. There are so many points in that Indigenous All-Stars backline. So uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see how this, this plays out with that dynamic. Oh, for sure. And what's really interesting is it kind of matches, you know, the Australian side and the Kiwi side. Mm. The Australian's backline was probably a little bit better. The Kiwi side forward pack yeah. was a little bit better. Um, and the, the Aussies did a really good job of kind of nullifying the Kiwi front oh, forward pack. Not nullifying, they still played really well. And what I think, like, you're right, usually the better forward pack is going to win the day. I do think the game has changed enough where we look at Penrith Panthers where a lot of their coming out of trouble sets is just outside backs. Mm. So I wonder whether if you've got a back line with what, Latrell Mitchell, you've got uh, Jackie Whiten, you've got Selwyn Cobbo, just those three alone, the size of those bodies. And you've got Brent Naden that will probably play the other centre, maybe. I think so. That's a big back line. Like, Carton, uh, truck a nut out of your, your end is that's almost like forwards running out of their back, uh, out of their own end. So, if the 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 indigenous side can take advantage of the the pace that they can set and kind of almost lean into the Penrith style of footy where their front rowers barely even touch the ball in the first in their own forty, it's just backs just just peppering the the um the opposing forward pack. It is going to be interesting to see whether they can do. Um, yeah, they can have some success, kind of like the Australian side. Did. I, I guess the beauty of this too is the Indigenous side, they might not have the forward pack, but it's obviously unlimited minutes. I think it's unlimited interchanges mm. as well. So you probably won't feel that bite as mm. much as True. you normally would in a normal game. So that, that definitely helps them. I, th- um, I think like what, what if, if I'm the Indigenous side, like what, what, what do they have? They've got speed around the ruck. So if you just take the game and turn the, the, the temperature up to 1,000 and make the speed around the ruck so quick, that's how you move a big forward pack around and get them tired. So when they're coming out of their end, they don't have as much that, of a That blues, zinc. like, was it 2021 um, mentality oh. of just speed around the ruck? Well, first, first two hit-ups. No, three. Tommy, Teddy, Tommy. Yeah. And, like, that set the tone for the rest of the, the tournament and uh, the rest of the, the series – and it was just too fast around the rock for us. We could not stop you. I feel like that was, I might be wrong, but one of the first times we'd seen that. Granted, we had the cattle well, in the back line to do that, mm. but just that all-out attack through the middle with the smaller, quicker blokes. Like mm. It was, you know, it's not, wasn't traditional at all. No, not, I mean, I've never ever watched an origin where the fucking first three hit-ups or the, the not including the, the tackle. Did, did Teddy take it off the kickoff? Or did someone else take it off the kickoff? I think someone else took it off the kickoff. And then, and then, then the next three, Tommy, yeah. yeah. It's the first time I'd ever seen it, and uh, and I think that yeah, the indigenous side could definitely lean into that. Yeah, there's one guy here on this list stands out to me, Ryan James. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know if I've missed this, but he obviously retired at the end of last year. Mm. Is this like his swan song? I think that's unreal, Ryan James being there. Oh, 100 percent. Like it, it just to to be able to go out like that, one last all size. Also go out uh, across to New Zealand as well, represent your culture in a different country. Um, yeah, look, really, really interesting. Is there any young fellas on there? I, I think if he gets a start, and you can speak more on this, um, Gurino, Jermaine Hopgood, mm. huge yield signing. You know, a lot of focus in Hodgson if he does his job, but Hopgood could really be the player that keeps them at that level 
of top tier club because they've lost so many big players. Oh, it was probably, they lost all their, their big players, not all their big players, but a lot of big players. If Hopkins comes in and does what we hope he can do at the Eels, there's a world where they could be better than last year. Again, I'm not saying that they will be, but let's say you've got Hodgson and he comes out and he just plays at 85% of his ability. You, I'd say that'd be close to Reed at Reed's like youth, like he's obviously got more years to go. But I'd say like Hodgson, 85% of his peak would be close to what Reed was last year. Now, Reed's obviously ceiling is going to continue to grow. I'm not saying that at his peak he'll be like. So if Hodgson can play around 85 to 90% of his ability, and then you've got Jermaine Hopgood who can be a genuine ball playing 13 for him. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see where they play. Yeah, I reckon when you have a look at the rest of this forward pack, I think he's going to be pretty prominent. I think the hype for him will be really big after this game. Mm. It just depends how many uh, minutes he plays. But when you have a look at you know their middles between Jermaine Tenor Brown, Shaq Mitchell, I don't think they're guys that are going to punch out 50, 60 <coughs> minutes. So I reckon you'll see quite a bit of Jermaine Hopgood in this game. I reckon he could quite easily finish with 40 or 50 tackles. Yeah. A couple wow. of attacking starts. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, as I've said a few times, I think for Parramatta he's going to be key. Whether Madison's there round one or not, I think he'll... Be the third eye. Yeah, I think I think they'll put Madison on where Papali'i's edge, and then they'll put um, Hopgood at thirteen. I reckon it'll be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if Maddo stays, stays on the bench, bench just for yeah, that punch. We, we were saying the other day, you know, people you know always say Scott Sorensen's the best bench player. Maddo can't be far off him. He, well, I mean, last year, dare, dare I say, like if, if Maddo was in the team that had won two comps in a row, I think we'd be having a different conversation. To be honest mm. with you. What do you reckon? Any uh, in regards to Hopgood or anyone else that stands out for you, well, Timmy? I think um, so just to quickly detract from the, the Indigenous side for a second, because you mentioned Josh Hodgson and you know Hopgood. If he does land that starting thirteen role, mm. I, I just the more I think about it, I feel like we're sleeping on Josh Hodgson a little bit as a nine at Parramatta. Mm. I think we're in. We've got in this mindset of veteran coming off an injury can't come back the same. You know, it would be a shame. No, a shadow of what he has been in the past and, mm. and this goes to all older players who come back from long-term injuries but I think we're also forgetting how good he was for that Raiders side before he sustained the injury now mm. he might not get back to complete peak form and as you said if he can get back to you know even 80 to 85% of his best form we saw how fit he was in that image that came out of the Eels mm. the other day fit as a fiddle yep. and what he can like the amount of pressure that he can take off the two halves there help get them around the park um the more I think about it, I, I don't think they've lost too much, out too much in the hooking ranks. Yeah, it's going to be interesting yeah. with the Eels and how, as I said, like if Hodgson can get to even close to his best form, they haven't really lost that much. Again, I know no, Reed is haven't. still progressing, but you're right, like Hodgson. And I think also, you know, sorry to, to, to go down the, the, the Raiders-Eels route, mm. but just quickly, I think also people are forgetting like Hodgson will be playing with now, I know Jackie Whiten is one of the best players in the comp, but is he one of the best sixes as a half? Well, no, he's more of a ball-running kind of six. Whereas Hodgson will now be playing with a genuine number six in Dylan Brown and a genuine number seven. You know, there's an argument to say that they were the second best combination in the comp last year. Whereas playing with, a, let's say, Caesar and Whiten, and it also was Whiten's, what, first or second year at six? That's, that's a, a much tougher ask than playing with Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown who are genuine halves. They've got their structures set. It, it, it may... I'm not saying he'll play better, 
But he may actually find it a little bit easier. Like because because Whiten is such a ball running six and and also the period where he was with Whiten, Whiten was still learning his trade. Obviously the Whiten that we see today is different to the Whiten that we see three or four years ago. Um but yeah, that, that may be a factor. And I think just to back up what Tim said as well, like thirty three is a scary number, but it's not as scary as it used to be. Nowhere near, yeah. It's nowhere near as scary as what we used to think it was. And the other thing about his injury, it happened at the best possible time. Mm. He's had the most time to recover from it. He's had a full preseason. So and I I'll admit I am nervous about whether he is mm. gonna get back there, but there are a lot of things in his favour, one hundred percent. And with that with those halves, it's you know, we know him as this playmaking, ball-running hooker that we saw at the Raiders because of the halves that he was playing with, and he had to take up more responsibility around the playmaking in that team. At Parramatta, we know he won't because he's got Dylan Brown and Mitchie Moses outside him. So, all right, he'll, he'll rein it in a little bit with his running game. So there's probably your first concern about coming back from an ACL injury and being a bit older. He'll still run it and be effective, but it'll be a lot about his service, which is superb. Yep. Uh, he'll take pressure off the organising. He's got a great kicking game so mm. I just think you know we go all right you know they, they've lost Reed Marnie Josh Hodgson like oh yeah I, not I a bad pick I up. think they'll be all right yeah. yeah I also think with Josh Hodgson like I think the thing that he definitely does better than um what the dummy off of Reed Marnie I've got his name for a second <laughs> what Reed <laughs> top shelf stuff here yeah. what Reed Marnie did last year like I think that Hodgson's a little bit more crafty around the ruck. Mm. Those one or two steps Definitely. that he's able to take to draw mm. markers in and all that sort of stuff, which I think Reed's still got. A, I think Reed's got the best pass in rugby league. Mm. But as far as just around the around the ruck and moving markers around, I think Hodgson's got the advantage there. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, and to be clear, like Reed's what 23, 24? Yep. Mm. plenty of years to work 100%. on that craft. Yep. Um, I'd actually say Reed's a better defensive hooker than Hodgson. So like it's anyway, it's it's. I agree with you guys. If he can get to the 85 to 90%, they haven't lost that much. Maybe they've lost... uh, Yeah, they haven't lost that much. But we'll see. We'll see. But back to the Indigenous All-Stars. Look, I can't wait to see Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, Selwyn Cobbo, obviously. Um, Selwyn Cobbo is going to be an interesting one because it's his first game since the comments. Now, by all reports, they buried the hatchet. It's done. It's dusted. Uh, But it is going to be interesting to see a guy like Selwyn... Is his second year of first grade? Is he going to be as fit? Is he going to be as fast? All of those things. You know, sometimes uh, he can. You can have this crazy first year, and then the second year in the preseason, maybe you're fatigued and you you, you don't put as much. You, ca- you can't put as much effort in because of the big first grade season you just had. We've seen plenty of rookies come in and their second year they struggle. Uh, and look, Selwyn Cobbo is a different breed. Like, look, we're talking about genetically and just. That his, his footy smarts are just on another level. But it is going to be almost the first test of, are we going to see the best of Selwyn or are we going to see a Selwyn that, you know, may drop a few balls, may, may make a few errors? It's the other thing about him that, like, the age he's at, his body's still changing. Oh, body's yeah. still developing. So, And I, I think that's something that I think people sleep on when they talk about second-year syndrome with these 18, 19-year-olds that come in that, you know, they've got, like, if you go and watch... Like, and I, I, I know that people don't like um, the comparison, but if you go and watch GI and Latrell in their first year, second, third, their body looks different every single year mm. until they plateau at that 2021 and then that's their body shape. So mm. it's going to be a big test for Cobbo. Yeah, really big test. And then obviously the drama on, in the off-season to see where his head's at. Um, do, we, do, we see, uh, do we see Cobbo coming in at centre for them? And we have Josh Adokar and maybe Brent Naden on the wings, Jackie White and probably... At centre with Cobbo, or do you think Cobbo plays on the wing and Naden out of that starting side? I, I see. 
I like him on the wing because he gets more involved. I do too. You know, yeah, for sure. Whereas, like, yeah, I don't want to stick him at centre mm. and him just sitting out there doing, you know, whatever. And and Naden, the thing with Naden as well, he'll go looking for carries. Like, mm. he loves the scoots and all that kind of stuff. Not to say Selwyn won't, but I do think Naden is more inclined from centre to go looking for it, whereas Selwyn would be a strike weapon. So probably Selwyn. You'd ha- you think they'll play Selwyn wing? Maybe so. Naden at centre. Well, because if you play, you've got then you've got Ado Selwyn on the wings, which is like holy yeah. shit with Latrell at fullback, like. We spoke about the, challenge we spoke about the importance of the back three for yeah. them to win this game against the forward pack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you, you want your first two, three skews. Yep. Adokar, Selwyn Kovo, Latrell Mitchell. I would do the same. Park. Yeah, I, but it's I wonder be interesting. if they go the other well, way. And also, you, you could make the argument, maybe Selwyn wants to play centre. And mm. because he's a superstar, he, he gets what he wants. Like, mm. Well, he's close to a superstar. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think it comes down to who they want in the team more, Brett Naden <coughs> or Tyrell Sloan. If they want Sloan in the side, maybe he goes to the wing and then Cobo plays centre. Mm. But I, I would go with what you guys are saying. I'll I would go, go with Cobo big bodies, wing. yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, Ezra Mam, I probably won't get that much time. I'd say he'd be probably a 14 for them. Uh, but you've got Cody Walker and Nico Hines. Like, how good, like, the Indigenous side has the Dally M player of the year in seven. Mm. I'm trying to think, like, when would, would that <laughs> probably never happen before? The seven that they've had. Thurston, yeah. Yeah, outside of Thurston. Because like, well, and then, and then did he win the Dally M though that year that he played? Oh, probably, you know what he won. He won, he so won many about fucking nineteen. Times. Yeah, so. And then it's also pushing a past Dally M winner, Jack Whiten, at five yeah. eight, yeah. out of the halves. Yeah, because got Cody Walker there, like <laughs> crazy, there's so many points. In and it was side. a year, the year that Cody Walker killed it was the Tom Travoyevich year, wasn't it? Yep. And so, like, just that the strength around their halves is just it's it's could, so impressive. Could very very nearly have had yeah three Dally M winning halves in the side. In the side, yeah. which is just incredible. Yeah. Like, incredible. Um, what do you got there, Matty? I was just going to say, Thurston, he obviously, obviously won a lot of Dalliams, but uh, he didn't play in the 2016 All-Stars, so the 2015 one doesn't, he wasn't there for that. So the like, earliest one for him was 2010. So we're going back. He won it in years. 2014 too, though. Dalliam. That was the year he tied it. Yep. Yep. Ignore, ignore everything I said. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, the, so obviously Thurston, one of the goats, yeah. Outside of that, hmm. shirt like wow. I mean, super impressive. So Nico Hines at seven, can't wait. He is again another big game for a guy like Nico Hines. Like, it, it, it's one thing going to a club as was he even the seven last year? What what did he play for the Indigenous All Stars last year? He did play. I remember him playing. Was he I, off the bench. Or I something? don't think he would have been the seven. I think he would have come off the pine. Yeah, which is it's just like the journey. But it's one thing going into the season as. You had a really good half a year, at, not half a year, but like as in he got half a year of opportunity at the Storm. Big signing for Sharkies. But remember, this time last year, like I, I felt Hines could be a seven, but there was arguments as to was he a fullback or a six? All right, so he played six last year. Do you remember who played seven? Braden Trindle. Yeah, right. Wow. And now he's a seven. Far out. Um, so he played six last year. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's, so, so he comes in last year. Relatively big signing, relatively big signing, but now he comes into this season as the Dalian player and one of the biggest names in rugby league. It's gonna, and he, I know he's got a mental coach on that, and I back Hines in to kill it, but that's a different kettle of fish. Yeah, I was going to say that, and it's easy to come in off the Dalian medal, like how the confidence he'll have, mm. but there's also the pressure that comes yeah. with it. There's two things there's pressure of, all right. You're now expected to be one of the top players in the game each and every single week. And mm. I don't think any of us are doubting that, you know, he's capable of doing that. But the other thing is that 
players newer to the game and, and newer to the NRL, like Nico Scott Watt, he was a bench player for Melbourne mm. two seasons ago, killed it last year in a new position. But teams work you out. They, they find your, your limitations, they find your yep. weaknesses, and they work out your game. Well, probably more so, they find your strengths, and then they find ways of shutting down those strengths. Mm. Happens to a lot of great halves. Yep. So, I suppose, playing a very devil's advocate role here, but is there a chance Nico regresses a lot this season and there's so much pressure on his shoulders? The Sharks are now a team that they're not expected to, to you know, push for the eight. They're expected to be pushing for top four and then hopefully further on us. So... Yeah. Uh, Really interesting to see how he responds this year. Oh, absolutely. Totally agree. Like, <laughs> even little things like going into last year on the on the team sheet, he would have been on the team sheet, but it wouldn't have been like, if you get a free shot at his ribs, you fucking take mm. it. All these little things that the big superstar, like, look, look how much clear he gets hit. Moses gets hit. Whack him late all like, All the time. And so all these little things he's going to have to deal with this year. I, I think he'll handle it. <clears throat> but it, it is going to be a mammoth task. Isn't it crazy? Just as Maddie said, you go back to this game last year, Braden Trinder was the seven, Nico Hines was the six. They're mm. at the same club. Mm. Nico Hines ends up winning Dally M at halfback at the Sharks, mm-hmm. but first rep game of the year, Trindle was it. And that was a conversation we we're having at the start of the year. Yeah, yeah. Hines has to be there somewhere, but is Trindle the better, not the better player, but is he the better halfback potentially? Yeah. Well, I, my argument last year was because Hines needs to be your main man. Yeah. And I just didn't know whether Trindle could be that yet. Um, I think Trindle's still got a, a really, really bright future. But it's, yeah, crazy as, like, a year in footy. It's a lifetime. It's a bloody lifetime. And their starting hooker was Reuben Cotter, who was a kangaroo front rower by the end of the year. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Reuben Cotter at nine. And we have to say it every time we bring up his name, someone did predict that he'd play Origin. No, I don't like to talk about <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sucks that Cotter can't play this year. Obviously injured or... Yeah, as I said, I think that this year is probably the exception with a lot of these guys because they are coming off the World Cup with a yeah. shorter preseason and whatnot. You've also got a lot of guys at the Dolphins too who I understand if Wayne wants to keep that team together. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that this might, year might be the exception as far as there not being as many guys available. I do think, though, like – and, and I, I agree with everything you said, the World Cup, the new, new team in the comp, rah, rah, but I do think that this is one game where clubs just have to swallow it. Yep. And just go, boys, if you want to go, you go. Like the nines and that, I understand, I get it, rah, rah, but this is too important. This is way too important to not be having the best players out there. Um, yeah, like you, you can look through these squads and you can see the clubs that it looks like have pretty much said, not this year. Yeah, which is, I understand because of World Cup, but let's hope, let's hope that that does not become a trend because... This is too important, this game. And shout out to the clubs that have allowed their players to go and play yeah, and are for all sure. for it. Good on them. Uh, now onto the Maldi side. Jesse Arthurs, Dijan Asi, Asafa <coughs> Solomona, Zach Docker-Clay, James Fisher-Harris, Corey Hadawiranara, Morgan Harper, Royce Hunt, Joey Manu, Zane Musgrave, Britton Ikora, Hayes Perham, Adam Pompey, Jordan Rapana, Jordan Ricky, uh, Joseph Tarpaner, Stafford Toa, Hargreaves, Walker, with Tenny Zalesniak. That four pack is motherfucking scary. Oh. It's motherfucking scary. I went through my side the other day and I couldn't fit Nass into the starting team. Craziness. And I think if you were to put him on the Indigenous side, he'd be my first pick forward. So yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty scary. I think the big question with this side is where do you play Joey Manu? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably put him at fullback. So would I. A lot of people are going 5 8, though, which. I don't know. I personally think in the modern game you'll get more out of him at fullback. Mm. Well, I think at, at six, like, 
you, he's not going to get as much open space, and you want him in open space. He's one of yep. the best ball runners in the comp. Uh, but yeah, maybe six. Who would play fullback then? Would you go Jesse Arthur's maybe? Hayes Perham. Hayes Perham's the one yeah. that's he's reportedly going to play fullback for Canterbury this year. So he'd that's, probably yeah, be the really one. interesting. We'll, we'll get into the doggies chat because that is a, a huge call. Which you know th- these sides do have a bit of a history. Oh, of Dallin might play fullback. Dallin could play True. fullback too. If a cl- if a guy's going to play a different position at Clubland, you remember with KP when he came out and said he's playing five eight a few years ago, they picked him at five eight in mm. this game. So maybe they take that stuff into consideration. Mm. But uh, I'd be playing Manu at fullback. Mm. I also think at five eight, like you want Manu to be jumping in at dummy half whenever he wants. Yeah. I just think if if you've got him at five eight, it sort of screws up one edge. If you've got yeah. him constantly through the middle, so well, I can playing guarantee the ball's not coming that edge if Ew. if he goes in for a skew. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, crazy forward pack. Uh, going to be interesting to see. Obviously, Fisher-Harris, love watching him play. Big Nelson, is he off contract this year? There's been a bit Not of chat sure. around the Storm saying they're desperate to keep him. Um, but he, you know, like, I think because he's down at Melbourne, even though he gets a lot of raps, uh, the impact he has on a consistent basis is f- phenomenal. Yeah, he's only contracted to the end of this year. End of this year. So this could be a gigantic year for the big fella. <laughs> Uh, if you had to pay for Nelson, open market, how much are you paying? How much would I pay yep. at a stable club? Fives? Five. Mate, I'd go, I'd go up to like six or seven. He's that Sixes maybe. He skittles teams constantly. What do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, I think six. Mm. I don't think I'd pay more for him because, like what, he's probably a 45, 50-minute player max. Mm. Like, if you put him on an edge, you could get more minutes out of him. His job is to go out there, and as you said, have a stack of runs in a short amount of time, skittle blokes, go hard, mm. come off. That's his role. But, you know, for a 45-minute sort of player, anything over 600 is a lot of money. Mm. But, yeah, I, I would go the 550 to 6. I can, like, see, I can see why clubs would go more. Yeah, for sure. Because like, I'm thinking of, like, a bottom tick. Like, for example, Dragons. Mm. Imagine if they had Nelson. Dragons, yeah. you'd probably, probably pay 7 for him right now. Uh, you and know, yeah, the, the dragons would yeah. love some. Well, like. It, like it would change their whole forward pack yeah. from mm. like you know a battler gets through hard work to oh they can actually bend teams apart now. Yeah, and that's where if I'm a stable club, I'm paying fives. If I'm paying overs, you head into that yeah. six seven territory. Mm. But yeah, I, I think if Nelson does leave, he'll end up at one of those sides. I always forget how young he is too. He's only twenty six, mate. Wow. He is, yeah, he's phenomenal, <laughs> and he's also he play he aver- he plays averages like twenty games a year or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's more. what people say. The, the last two years he's missed a few games, but I think it was his first four years mm. coincided with Cam Smith's last four years, and he played more games than Cam Smith did in those last few years. Crazy. Yeah, he's oh. only played under twenty games once since 2016 and the lowest in there was 20 and 2020 other than that 23 a year i mean for the year. biggest guy on the field yeah that says a lot um i do think last year was probably uh, he dodged suspensions unbelievably <laughs> last year but credit to him what about a forward pack so yeah i mean i can't wait to see nelson a forward pack with a front row of fisher harrison hargreaves is that one of the scariest all time or what and it's then on that you've got Tapping at lock in that middle rotation yep. and Nass off the bench. Oh. That, that honestly, scariness wise, goes against any four pack that, that, you, that you could trot out. That's craziness. Um, so that, that's what you have the comparison of these two teams. They're so different in every way. You look at that pack compared to the Indigenous All Stars pack, 
But then the spine is where the concern is. They'll have, what, probably Zach Docker-Clay at number nine, do we think? I think so. He'll yep. be their starting nine. The halves, if they play Manu at fullback, it will be like, what, Dion Assi and maybe... Walker, maybe? I think you go an Assi-Walker. Uh, maybe an Assi-Walker combination. Mm. And we just spoke about having three of the best halves in the competition yeah. in the Indigenous side. So, as I said, I think... I side with the team with the substantially better forward pack, mm. but anything could happen. Oh, 100%. I also think, like, the Indigenous halves are substantially better than the Maldi halves. Yeah. And that could be a real... Like, you can have a great forward pack. If you've got no one steering you around, you're just yeah. taking hit-ups, and no one's taking advantage of the, yeah. of the you know, crazy forward pack that you have. But it's still such a yin and yang. It's such a yin and yang. I mean, we haven't even spoken about Royce Hunt. Like, he was a guy that killed it last year. Um, so, really exciting. Uh, a guy, Jordan Rickey, I mean, such an important season for Jordan Rickey. Like, it's not now or never because he's so young, but he does need to he does need to step up into who we all know he can be. We see his physique. We see flashes of brilliance. Uh, he needs to start to get going, in my opinion. Yeah, and there is flash of brilliance, but there's also two errors every single game, mm. without a doubt, with Jordan. And he's young, you know, he's still growing and whatnot, but... That's something he needs to get out of his game for sure. Well, you just you can't coast. You, you can't afford to. Con- I'm not saying that he's intentionally coasting, but I feel like at the moment, you know, he came on the scene and he's kind of plateaued a bit for the last year or two. He needs to take the next step if he wants to be, you know, playing for the Kiwis and all that kind of stuff. Because we all know, like talent-wise, as an Ed back rower, I'd say he's up there with the better back rowers. Like talent-wise, he's got great footwork. He can hit when he wants to. Great line runner. Uh, like good fitness usually um so this is a massive year for jordan and and i hope he does i really really do hope he finds his form especially now that you know he he can't blame it on the halfback he's got one of the premium halfbacks in the competition on his edge he's got stags outside him so there's no reason why he shouldn't go to the next level this year and i mean and like when um oh man i forgot his name went to the panthers at the broncos Hoskins. hoskins when he came in he had impact yep and so Ricky is, is as talented, if not more talented, than Hostings mm. uh, naturally. He can have that impact too. Just needs to end another year with Reynolds, another year with, um, with Stags outside him. Everything is set up for him to have a massive year. I really hope he has a massive year because his talent is it's there for everyone to see, physically imposing. Um, hopefully he can sort that out. Uh, is there anyone else that stands out for you? I'm looking forward to watching um, CHN again. Haru Onara. I yeah. mean, like, he's just so fucking talented. Mm. Oh, I think he's one of the more untapped talents in this league. But you look at the Canberra's lineup, you can probably talk more, but I don't know where you fit him. Mm. I'd love to see him come out in this game and have a huge game and really put some pressure on um, Ricky Stewart to find a spot for him. Yeah, there's just. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's hardly a... Unless, Maybe 13? Yeah, 13 where they could do it. Um, you know, their pack is so stacked that that's about the only area they will go. I don't think they will. I think they're going to keep him on the bench. 
for at least the early stages of the season. Mm. Um, I think they'll probably lean towards more like a, a Coy Horsburgh or yeah. maybe Emre Gula has apparently had a massive preseason. The big fella? Yeah. So I would really like to One see One of the great him. names, Emre Gula. Again, <laughs> a bloke who's obviously in and around that Queensland setup for a mm. while there and he's such a good footballer but with the strength of the pack the Raiders have had in recent years, just hasn't had the opportunity. Mm. Obviously, Adam Elliott gone this year, Ryan Sutton. So there are opportunities open up. Mm. And I think Emre can be one of the big beneficiaries. Yeah, for sure. He, and he, there was a period there, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, where he was putting up some real good numbers, real yeah. good numbers off the bench. Um, outside of that, yeah, super exciting. Like, it's it's just one of those games where absolute fireworks. And it's the first one in New Zealand. Yeah, just, just one more guy to watch too. Zach Docker-Clay, I assume that he will play um, hooker in this game. Should be no. He's actually signed with the North Sydney Bears for this year. Who mm. they're on a they're not affiliated with an NRL team at the moment. So he's a, he's another guy that and we've seen it a number of times over the years. Who was he with before? He was with Canterbury last year, mm. um, and now he's joined North Sydney, who aren't affiliated with the Roosters, Rabbitohs, anyone. So if he has a big game in this one, it could like it's a good opportunity for him to hopefully try and get a contract oh, elsewhere. Mate, probably the biggest opportunity he's going to have all year. To uh, and this game has produced so many of these guys over the years, like guys that you look at and go, oh, they're washed up, they're not going to make it. Like George mm. Rose has come out and had some huge games in yeah, this. Josh Georgie. Kerr a few years ago, it's tremendous. Um, the the hooker from about ten years ago, I think his last name was. Waddell, I think it was, the Indigenous side. Can you show the former Raider a bit more respect, mate? What was his first name? Travis Waddell. Travis Waddell, that was it. He didn't have a contract with a club. <coughs> Wayne Bennett called him in and then he signed. Did he end up signing with Brisbane after that, I think? Oh, he nice. got a contract off the back of it. Yeah. He ended nice. up getting yeah. a, a shot somewhere. So, yeah, yeah I hope, uh, he's one guy that I'll be keeping an eye on. Could be wrong. I believe Travis Waddell was in the inaugural Toyota Cup winning Canberra Raiders. He was in that team. side, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, leave your disrespect at the door next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, interesting. Adam Pompey, really interesting. Super talented kid from the Warriors. Uh, huge year for him because, like we talk about a lot with the, the Warriors outside backs, attacking-wise, they've got all this talent. Defensively, they just need a bit to shore things up. But he's got, honestly, like... The, if the Warriors can do one thing, it's cr- it's uh, bring through the system incredibly gifted outside backs. Uh, so it's gonna. I want to really, I guess, watch him closely and see how he goes, see what he's worked on, see what he hasn't worked on. But he's another one that could have a, a breakout game. Yeah, Stafford Tower is another one too. He's at the West Tigers at the moment. They've got Tommy Talao coming back from injury and whatnot. So uh, I don't think he's locked into that side at the moment. But with a big game here, he, he could put himself into that Tigers side. For sure. We for should sure. get another opportunity to see Jordan Rapana kick goals, which is always <laughs> a, a treat for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> He's the fans' goal kicker. Oh, I love that he just keeps having a crack. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he, his journey is it's one of the more, I guess, inspiring journeys. You know, basically being squeezed out of the, the Raiders. Um, you know, obviously they've got no loyalty down there at the Raiders, but whatever. <laughs> They, he gets squeezed out. <laughs> he gets squeezed out, goes to Japanese rugby. Then he wants to come back. They can't COVID. afford him. COVID. COVID yeah. Well, you know, you, you can tell the story. Jordi Rupana's story is, is unbelievable, and he's one of the most likable blokes in the NRL. Mm. When he went over to Japanese rugby, COVID hit, the competition got canned, so he had to come straight back to rugby league. Yeah. He obviously ended up back at the Raiders. Mm. Um, and because he hadn't played footy in a fair while because of all this, he came back and he was a little bit slow and people are sort of thinking, you know, is he, is he over the hill? He's getting a bit older, over 30 and that. But, and then he was outstanding again last season, was great in the World Cup for the Kiwis. But 
Jordy Rapana, he'd be a great one for your player interviews. Have you ever had Rapper? Years and years ago. Because he, he also went on a Mormon Yeah, for went two on years a Mormon mission well. for two years overseas. Because he played for the Titans, mm. played really well. Didn't he end up at like the Brumbies or something? Went to the, went overseas for a couple of years and then he came back, yeah, I think. Yeah, played rugby mm. for a while. But like the background of the bloke, his heritage, he's, out, he's got... He's got a bit of everything from every country on the planet in him, Jordi yeah, Rapana. Wow. Um, biggest Lord of the Rings and Gamers, Game of Thrones fan of all time, so yeah. you, you'll get along well. Oh, so God, we, we did. Um, we spoke about it when he was on the potty. I'll have to get <laughs> yeah, him back on mate, if he, he wants to. Mate, he'll be an absolute so. ripper for you, so yeah. I think you line up, rapper. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like, when he had on the podcast, that's what I was talking to him about, Lord of the Rings and Game <laughs> yeah. of Thrones. Um, but, yeah, like, his, his journey and, and his ability... I'll be honest, when he did initially get squeezed out, went over the rugby, I was like, yeah, I, I think it's good timing. Like, I think his career is probably, you know... Can he week in, week out do it uh, at this age? And then he comes back and, like, he's almost a guaranteed pick in the, the Raiders' side with some of the best young outside backs in the comp. Before he, his resurgent, when he was re-signed at the Raiders, sort of mid to late 20s, he was playing club rugby in Canberra. <laughs> mm. He would have been tearing that apart. Yeah, and then he came back from that and won. He'd probably have numerous Daly M winning of the year or at least one. Mm. And also, he... He had one of the worst injuries of all time. He got a the fractured head. skull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like so. his story is pretty incredible. Yeah. Like it's Cracker. pretty incredible. Um, so great to see the great Geordie Rapana. And also from what Bower reports, like a real locker room guy. The boys absolutely love him. Um, so yeah, cannot wait for that game. We all, don't worry, we'll get our predictions in next week before the game, guys. You can, and you can, it's, it all begins, guys, where you can start saying, you've I got that right, I've got this right. Um, so can't wait, cannot wait. Now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 